0: Right now, I want to invite you to get your Bibles out. We're going to be looking into God's Word here this morning before we come to the Lord's Table. And as you're getting your Bibles, I do want to emphasize that the Lord's Table is for anyone who has professed, confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've trusted in Him, you are seeking to follow Him. You're seeking to turn away from an old life to a new life and to do that with God's people. You are welcome here to the table this morning. If you're not quite sure, you're on the fence this might be a great thing to observe this morning and to, to see what this is all about. Uh, si has confiado en el Señor Jesucristo como Rey Salvador y quieres seguirlo, dejar una vida, vieja atrás y seguirlo, bienvenidos a la mesa. Si estás todavía indeciso, pues, pueden observar lo que hacemos hoy y, y ver participando al observar lo que es esta Santa Cena. So, our scripture this morning is going to be taken from the Gospel of John, as Jonathan said, John chapter 4, and we're going to begin by reading verses 7 through 12. Vamos a leer Juan capítulo 4, versículos 7 al 12. And it's a part of a larger emphasis on the entire fourth chapter of John. We're marching through the gospel of John here in the winter and spring months. And we're growing through that. And I'm excited about it. Uh, vamos a estar uh, abarcando todo lo que es el capítulo 4 hoy. So, I'm going to read it first in English. We'll read it again in Spanish and then we'll dive in. So, John chapter 4, verse 7. And let's pay attention to what the good news of our Lord says. estemos atención a la palabra de Dios, a las buenas noticias. It says, When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? The disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and flocks and herds? Sus discípulos habían ido al pueblo a comprar comida. En eso llegó a sacar agua una mujer de Samaria y Jesús le dijo, dame un poco de agua. Pero como los judíos no usan nada en común con los samaritanos, la mujer le respondió, ¿Cómo se te ocurre pedirme agua si tú eres judío y yo soy samaritana? si supieras lo que Dios puede dar y conocieras al que te está pidiendo agua contestó Jesús tú le habrías pedido a él y él te habría dado agua que da vida señor ni siquiera tienes con qué sacar agua y el pozo es muy hondo de dónde pues vas a sacar esa agua que da vida acaso eres tú superior a nuestro padre Jacob que nos dejó este pozo del cual bebieron él sus hijos y su ganado The Mayo Clinic, UCLA Medical Center, Johns Hopkins, Cedars-Sinai, UC San Francisco, Stanford. If you are sick, if you, I mean seriously, deathly sick, you're probably going to want to go to one of those places. Si estás enfermo hasta punto de muerte, quieres ir a esos lugares. Why? Because, well, as you probably know and recognize from that list I just gave you, those are some of the very best hospitals in our country. That's where you want to be. If, if you want to live and not die, you're probably going to want to go where you can find help, and you can find help in those places. New York City, Maui, New Orleans, the Grand Canyon, Yosemite, Yellowstone. If you want to have the trip of a lifetime, those are the places that you want to go to. Those, of course, are different places. Those are on the list of the very best and the most popular vacation spots in our country. Son los destinos de vacaciones más populares en el país. So if you want to live before you die, those are the places where you want to go. Si quieres vivir antes de morir, hay que ir a esos lugares. Jonathan said it earlier because he's a real estate agent. And real estate agents and business owners know that it's about location, location, location. Se trata de encontrar un local, local, local apropiado. That's what it's all about. Where do you go? So, where do you go to find life? Donde encontrar la vida? Where do you go to find life so that you don't die, but also where do you go to find life after you die? ¿Dónde encontrar la vida para no morir y después de la muerte? That's really the question that is Underneath the surface here, I think, of, of chapter 4 of the Gospel of John that we're looking at today, La Pregunta en Capitulo 4 del Evangelio de Juan. If we read at the beginning of the chapter, we didn't get a chance to do this, but we're told that at the beginning of John, chapter 4, Jesus is traveling with his disciples. They're going back to their region of Galilee, which is kind of in the north uh, in Judea, it's north of Jerusalem. They've been in the south, they've been in Jerusalem at the temple for the Passover's feast. Now, good Jews knew that when the Passover time came, there was only one place where you could go. The location where you celebrated the Passover was always going to be in the temple at Jerusalem, that was the top spot. El local para celebrar, celebrar la Pascua era en Jerusalén. But now they're coming back from that. And on their way, John 4.4 4 says they had to go through this region called Samaria. Tenían que pasar por la región de Samaria. Now, Samaria was on no Jews list of a place to go. No good Jew wanted to go to Samaria because the Samaritans were people that they despised. Los Samaritanos y eh, los judíos no se llevaban bien. They didn't get along. Uh, Samaritans were kind of half Jewish, half pagan, half Gentile, and they were not a people that were, were, were liked by the Jews. They had different opinions about how to worship God. Los Samaritanos eh, eran de otra raza y no, no tenían diversas opiniones de cómo adorar a Dios. But here we find Jesus and the disciples. They get into this little town called Sychar. Llegan a un pueblo Sychar. And there is a well in the middle of the village, as there are in many villages. This well is unique because it was actually excavated. It was dug originally by Jacob, the founder of the nation of Israel. Fue el pozo excavado de Jacob, fundador de Israel. And so Jesus and the disciples are there, the disciples go to buy food, los discípulos van a encontrar comida, and this woman comes out, this Samaritan woman, comes out at high noon to get water. Esta mujer llega con su cántaro para sacar agua. And Jesus, as John said earlier, Jesus simply asks her for a drink. Jesús le pide agua. And in response, Jesus says something interesting in verse 10. Well, actually, in response, the woman says to him, uh, Wait a minute, Jesus, why are you talking to me? I, can, I don't know about you, but I, I imagine Jesus asking this question Give me a drink of water, dame de beber. And this woman has like a, a New York accent, right? It's like, Huh? you talking to me? Forget about it, right? Jews and Samaritans don't get along. Los judíos no se llevan bien con los Samaritanos. Why are you dealing with me? And Jesus then responds in verse 10. And he gives to this woman a word. He gives to this woman a true testimony about himself. And that's what we've been seeing all through John, how Jesus gives a true testimony. Let's look at verse 10. He answered and he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Si supieras lo que Dios puede dar y conocieras al que te está pidiendo agua, tú le habrías pedido a él y él te habría dado agua que da vida. And then the woman responds by asking a key question. And the question is, where? ¿Dónde encontrar esta agua? Where's the location of this water? Verse 11 at the end of it. She says, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and actually drank from it himself with his sons and even his, his flocks and herds? Are superior to our Jacob who us this of which he drank, his and his And Jesus' response then indicates, and we understand this, that he is not talking about this water. He's not talking about ordinary water. Jesus no habla de agua ordinaria. In verse 13, he says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So get this. What started out as a conversation about water has now turned and it's become a conversation about wells. Comenzaron hablando de agua, ahora hablan de pozos. They're talking now about where to get water. And Jesus is saying, I have a different kind of water and it comes from a different kind of well. Tengo otro tipo de agua que viene de otro I am talking about a water that if you drink from it, you will experience life, abundant life, true life, everlasting life, and you will never, ever, ever need anything else. Si tomas de esta agua, vas a tener vida eterna y nunca más vas a ocupar otra cosa. The conversation has shifted to a spiritual level. And then Jesus uh, says to the woman, go get your husband. Let's talk about this some more. Vete a hablar con tu esposo, dice la mujer. And she says, I don't have a husband. No tengo esposo, dice ella. And in verse 18, Jesus says, you're right. You're telling the truth. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you said is quite true. Bien has dicho, dice Jesús, no Es cierto que has tenido y el que ahora tienes no es tu esposo. Has dicho la verdad. You see, the truth that Jesus exposes is that woman is looking for the right well. She's looking for that well that will satisfy her, but she's been looking in all the wrong places. Looking for love in all the wrong places. I think there's a country song about that. está buscando un pero en lugares equivocados. She's been trying to drink out of the well of romance, out of the well of men, and it's not satisfying her thirst. Está tomando del pozo de los hombres y no le satisface. She's embarrassed, she's confused, she's, she's a little bit, you know, exposed in that moment. Está expuesta, avergonzada. And so she does what most of us like to do when we're embarrassed and we're, we're confused. Let's talk about something else. Let's switch the subject. Cambiando de tema. And she brings up another well controversy. Actually, another where controversy. Ella habla de otra controversia de pozos y de local. In verse 20, she says this. She says, our fathers worshiped God on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Nuestros antepasados adoraron este monte, pero ustedes los judíos dicen que el lugar donde debemos adorar está en Jerusalén. Speaking of religion, Jewish people believe that the location, the location, the location to find God is at their temple in Jerusalem. That's where you have to go. Los judíos creen que el local apropiado para adorar a Dios está en Jerusalén. But the Samaritans believe that the location to meet with God for them is on Mount Gerizim in Samarit- uh, Samaria. It's at their own worship center. Los samaritanos creen que es el Monte Gerizim en Samaria. So where do you go? Where is the well? where you're going to be able to find God and drink of him. ¿A ir para encontrar a Dios y beber de él? Well, in verse 21, Jesus cuts through the smoke screen, and he simply says, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Se acerca la hora en que ni en este monte ni en Jerusalén adorarán ustedes al padre the time is coming when it won't matter whether you're in that place or this place the time is coming when the physical location will not be the point in terms of where to find God ya viene la hora en donde el local no va a ser el punto en donde encontrar a Dios and then he says in verse 23 and 24 he says a time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit And in truth, verse twenty-four. God is spirit, and His worshippers must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Se acerca la hora donde los verdaderos adoradores rendirán culto al Padre en espíritu y en verdad. Dios es espíritu, y quienes lo adoran deben hacerlo en espíritu y en verdad. God is spirit. Dios es espíritu. That means God, first of all, is invisible. Es invisible. It means that God is not pinned down to a location. Dios no está en cierto local. But Jesus is saying something more than that. In fact, the woman recognizes where she needs to go to get the answer to this religious question. She says, I've heard that when this special one called the Messiah comes, he's going to explain all of this. He's going to make all of this known. Yo sé que cuando viene el que se llama el Mesías nos va a explicar todas las cosas. And Jesus says, that's right. That's me. Ese soy yo. John 1:18 gives us a hint of what's going on here. Juan 1:18. John 1:18 we read it a couple weeks ago. It says this. It says no one has ever seen God. Why? Because God is spirit. God is invisible. Adiós, nadie lo ha visto nunca porque es espíritu. But God, the one and only Son who is at the Father's side has made him Known. Dios, que es el único uh, hijo unigénito y que vive en unión íntima con el Padre, y nos lo ha dado a conocer. Jesus is saying something here. Jesus is saying, I am the one who makes known, who makes visible the invisible God. Yo soy el que hace visible a Dios invisible. I am the one who gives a true testimony of God. I tell the truth about God. Yo digo la verdad de Dios. And as we've learned before, Jesus is also the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit of God. Jesús bautiza también con el Espíritu Santo de Dios. In other words, uh, uh, the location of the true source of life in God is found in Jesus the location of spirit God's spirit and truth is not in a physical place it's not in a building called the temple it's in this person called Jesus that's where you find the spirit and the truth of God encuentras el Espíritu la verdad de Dios no en un local no en un templo sino en una persona del Señor Jesucristo Jesus is saying I'm the well I am the true fountain, the true source of this living water that you're looking for. Yo soy la fuente de esta agua que da vida. And when it begins to draw on this woman, what does she do? This is something significant here. She drops her water jar. Don't need that anymore. Deja su cántaro. And she leaves the well don't need that anymore, deja el pozo, and she goes off into her town and says, come look at this, I think I've found the Messiah, I've found the source, encontrado la fuente en el Mesías, what is John telling us here Through through this powerful story, he's saying Jesus is the source. Of God's spirit and God's truth, He's the source of eternal life for Jews, for those who worship in Jerusalem and are close to God, and for Samaritans, for those who worship on Mount Gerizim and are far from God, and for everyone, Jesus is the source. Jesús es la fuente para los judíos y los samaritanos igual. Everyone needs to drink from the same well, and the well is Jesus. There's no segregation in the kingdom of God. There's no Jim Crow. Some have this fountain, and others have that fountain. No, we're drinking from the same fountain. Estamos bebiendo de la misma fuente, del mismo pozo. In in fact, there's an interesting Old Testament connection here I want to point to. Uh, I didn't figure it out. Bible scholars have helped me on this. Uh, full disclosure there, but I love this connection. It's from Genesis chapter 29, Genesis 29, and it's a story of Jacob, the founder of Israel, and a well. Se trata de Jacob y un pozo. Now he didn't dig this particular well, but he comes to a well, Jacob viene a un pozo, and there are some shepherds there, ready to water their sheep. Hay unos pastores para dar de beber a sus ovejas, and he looks off in the distance, and Jacob sees this woman coming who is gorgeous. It's Rachel, his future wife. Él ve a una mujer en la distancia, Raquel, su esposa futura. And he says to the shepherds, hey, get your sheep watered and get out of here. I want to hang out with this woman. den agua a sus ovejas y váyanse. But in Genesis 29, 8, the shepherds say something interesting. They say, we can't. We can't. Just water our flocks until all the flocks are gathered and the stone has been rolled away from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the the sheep. No podemos hacerlo hasta que se junten todos los rebaños y los pastores, quiten la piedra que está sobre la boca del pozo. Entonces podremos dar de beber a las ovejas. Why is Jesus talking to this Samaritan woman? Why is he taking the time to deal with her? Por qué Jesús habla con esa mujer samaritana? Because you see all the flocks, all the sheep need to be gathered to God's well. Todas las ovejas tienen que estar congregadas al pozo de Dios. Jesus is about calling all of the sheep and all of the flocks to come around himself as the well of living water Jesus quiere llamar a todas las ovejas al pozo. In fact, if we go ahead in the gospel of John, if we go ahead of, with a sneak peek at chapter 10 verse 16, Jesus says something significant. Chapter yes, yes, he says Jesus says I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, not of the Jewish sheep fold. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Tengo otras ovejas que no son de este redil judío y también Así ellas escucharán mi voz y habrá un solo rebaño, un solo Jesus wants to gather all the sheep. That's why he's talking to the Samaritan woman, because he's the only well for Samaritan sheep, for Jewish sheep, for Gentiles. And he wants to bring in the sheep from every tribe and tongue and nation around the well. Jesus quiere traer a todas las naciones alrededor del pozo que es él. And in fact, we look ahead at the the end of the story, what happens on Easter Sunday. The stone is rolled away. The stone is removed so that Jesus comes out raised from the dead to be the well for all the nations. Se quita la piedra en la resurrección de Jesús para que Él sea el pozo de las naciones. That's Jesus' bread and butter. That's His meat and drink, His meat and potatoes. That's His food. Esta es la comida de Jesús. Su pan diario. In fact, right then the disciples come back, they've been in town to buy food, and Jesus says, I have food you don't even know about. Yo tengo comida que ustedes no saben, dice Jesús ellos. And in John 4:34, he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Mi comida, mi alimento es hacer la voluntad del que me envió y terminar su obra. My food is to bring in the full harvest. And there's a ripe harvest field here. Lots of Samaritans need to be harvested to me. Hay muchos Samaritanos que tienen que llegar a mis pies. And in fact, in verse 41, it says that many Samaritans believed in Jesus. Not just because the woman said so, but because of the testimony of Jesus. Again, we see Jesus' testimony is key. Muchos Samaritanos creen no solo por el testimonio de la mujer, sino el de Jesús. And then... We come to the end of chapter four, and there's another story yet, but I think it ties in, and it has to do with a royal official of that region, supposedly a Gentile, supposedly a non-Jew. Hay un funcionario gentil, no no judío, and he comes to Jesus, and his son is sick. His son's at the point of death, but he's heard that if you want healing, Jesus is the location you need to go to. Llega Jesús, su hijo está a punto de morir. Y para su hijo. but in verse 48 Jesus says something a little strange to this man unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders you will never believe Jesus tells him ustedes nunca van a si no ven señales y prodigios dice Jesús and that's a little bit negative wouldn't you say Why is Jesus saying something like that? ¿Por qué Jesús le reta? Why is he challenging this man and saying, ah, you don't even believe? Again, Bible scholars would tell us there's an Old Testament tape playing in the background here, an Old Testament connection. Ay una conexión con el Antiguo Testamento. It comes from the book of 2 Kings chapter 5, a great story if you ever want to read up on it. Segundo de Reyes 5. It's a story of another gentile royal official by the name of Naaman un funcionario gentil Naamán and he comes to the great prophet Elisha because he has leprosy a skin disease tiene lepra viene el profeta and he's looking for healing quiere sanidad and he's heard Elisha is the guy you go to So he comes, and Elisha doesn't even come out of his house to talk to him. He just sends a message and says, hey, go wash yourself in the Jordan seven times. It'll take care of it. Eliseo ni le habla, le dice a Naaman, lávate en el río Jordán siete veces. And Naaman is ticked. He is upset. He expected Elisha to come out and wave his hands, you know, and maybe say some cool words. He wanted a big show. He wanted a spectacle. He wanted, he wanted a sign. He wanted wonders. Él quería espectáculos, prodigios, señales. In a way, Jesus is saying, are you like Naaman? You people tend to be like Naaman. Ustedes se parecen a Naaman, not this guy. Not this royal official. Este funcionario no. Why? Because he's not looking for signs. He's not looking for wonders. He's not looking for a show. He's looking for the real thing. He's looking for life. He's looking for healing. And he comes to Jesus. He says, come down before my son dies. Él busca la cosa verdadera, la vida de Jesús. And Jesus says to him, go your son will live vete a tu casa que tu hijo vive le dice Jesús and then at the end of chapter 4 verse 50 it says the man took Jesus at his word and departed el hombre creyó lo que dijo Jesús y se fue and on the way his son is restored his son is healed está sanado su hijo Jesus is the well. He's the place, the location of God's Spirit and Truth for all who would receive him and take him at his word. Jesús es el pose local del Espíritu de la verdad de Dios para todos los que reciben y creen en su palabra. And what the gospel message is about, the message that we're all about, is is proclaiming that that in Jesus Christ, we are challenged and invited to let go of our inferior wells and our inferior buckets with holes in them and to believe and receive the life of Jesus. El Evangelio nos reta dejar los pozos inferiores in fact, we see in, in what it means to believe and what it means to receive in this uh, in these two people. Uh, uh, the gospel calls us to repent. El Evangelio dice arrepientanse. What is to repent? To repent is to do what the Samaritan woman did. It's to leave your water jar behind and the well behind that's not giving you life. And stop drinking from that place. Go to something better. Go to Jesus. Es dejar nuestros cántaros y pozos inferiores para llegar a Jesús. Faith, faith is about doing what the, what the royal official did. It's taking Jesus at his word and embracing him, leaning on him completely. La fe es creer la palabra de Jesús y abrazar. So the gospel's being proclaimed here and the challenge for us then is to do those two things, to let go of the wells that don't give life. Stop using the buckets that have holes in them. Where are the wells that you're going to? Where are you going to find satisfaction, to find a life and you're not quite finding it? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. It could be in the well of work. Not just working, but plunging yourself into your work. Baptizing yourself in your work. It could be you're plunging yourself into pleasure and and entertainment and fun. That's another well. La diversión puede ser otro pozo. It could be the well of food or the well of... Alcohol or drugs or, or the well of pornography. You, you're drinking from stuff. Someone said pornography is kind of like drinking salt water in a desert and wondering why you're thirsty still. Or it could be the well of, of, of fame and fortune and achievement. A lo mejor estás bebiendo del pozo de la pornografía, que es como agua salada en el desierto, o de la fama. You're looking for, uh, for life in the well of, of achievement. And and diplomas and degrees, or maybe you're looking for a life in the well of rule keeping and just being a good person. quieres ser una persona buena? Not all these wells are bad, right? Some of these wells are actually good wells. The water's good enough. Some of these wells are pretty polluted, pretty gross. Algunos pozos son buenos, otros contaminados. But here's the thing. If the well is not Jesus Christ, it's not enough. It will never be enough. you got to plunge yourself into His well. you got to be immersed in Him, baptized in Him, in His Spirit, in His life. Hay que sumergirte en el pozo que es Jesús. So where do we go for life? ¿A dónde vamos para encontrar la vida? It's all about location, location, location. Se local, el local, el local apropiado. And it's at this location. At this table, we're reminded it's all about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Se trata de Jesús, Jesús, Jesús. At this location, at this table, there's bread here. But this bread will never satisfy our hunger. Este pan nos hace el hambre para siempre. Maybe for a minute. There is drink, there's a cup. Bebida, but this drink won't satisfy our thirst. Sacia nuestra esta copa. And yet at this location, this bread and this cup point us to the one person, the one person who can satisfy our deepest hunger and thirst. Nos señala al que puede. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So let's go to the well. Vamos al pozo. And let's eat and drink deeply of him. Not just now, but always. Comamos y bebamos profundamente de él para siempre. Please pray with me. Oremos. Lord, we've come to this moment and this place. And as we do so, we recognize that we can only come to you through your Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are the one who gives us the Spirit and the truth of God. Jesús, tú eres el que nos da el Espíritu y la verdad de Dios. We want to get ready for this table. And so we take a moment to recognize how thirsty and how hungry we are. We want to be like the Samaritan woman who told the truth. She said, I've had five husbands. I don't even have one right now. La mujer samaritana nos dijo la verdad. Tengo, he tenido cinco esposos. Ahora no tengo. It begins with us telling the truth to you, Jesus about the ways we've been trying to find life that don't work. So in this moment, we want to pause and just confess our failure, our sin, our rebellion, our pride. Confesamos en este momento nuestro orgullo, nuestro pecado. We look to you as we share in this meal and ask that you would show us beyond what our minds can understand. Show us who you are and satisfy us, we pray. Muestranos quien tú eres y sacianos, Señor. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.